What's good, everybody? It's your boy, A Mike Buggy, and this is episode 21 of the EBS podcast. On the mic, we got. Yo, OB1 on the mic. What's good, people? And we got a special guest today. What's good? Say something to the people. What's going on, y'all? This is St. Brian, SB. What it do? Yeah, yeah. Now, matter of fact, I'm going to be St. OB today. St. OB today. Okay. No doubt. He filling in for OG. OG couldn't be here. You know, he's some shit like that. So what's good, y'all? You tell us. I mean, you just came back from uh, vacation. Yeah, I just got back from Jamaica. How was it? Jamaica was beautiful. Had a good time. You know, relaxing. It's nice to be pampered and catered to. Oh, word? <laughs> it was like that? I mean, all-inclusive? All they at your beck and call anything you want. It's, cra- it's crazy. It's How long crazy. was you there? Uh, what, five days? Five days, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a vacation for real. Definitely, it was nice. <laughs> Ate, the food was good. Was y'all lit? Nah, I ain't, I ain't get lit this time around. I was with, <laughs> with, my, with, my, with my lady. You said you was going to make a baby. You made a baby? You know, <laughs> I didn't make a baby. Okay. Well, Might have. He don't know yet. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Only time will tell. <laughs> no doubt. Only time. And if I did, I wasn't trying. How about you, St. Brian? What's new? What's good? Yeah, what's good, man? It's been a while since you've been back on on the mic over here. I don't know what's good. <laughs> I hope that means everything is good. Right, right, right. Everything is good. Going to Atlanta this weekend. Okay, that's what's up. Um, oh, matter of fact, you just had a birthday, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. So I was working on my birthday, so I'm going to Atlanta to celebrate this weekend. Should be dope. It's not Jamaica, but, you yeah. know, it's a lot of ladies in Atlanta. It, so It's not. It's not. Where you go is who you with when you go. You just made that shit up. I mean, that's not a real saying, though. That shit going to be on IG tomorrow. <laughs> Spread like wildfire. No doubt. Make sure y'all uh, put my name on that shit, though. Shout out to the producer, Ike the Great. What's good? What's up? <laughs> All right, let's get right into it. So uh, before we start, let's. I want to give a shout out to uh, Meek Mills. Why? He finally got out. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, shout out to him getting yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's important, man. I think, you know, just him getting out of jail, you starting to see... Everybody, you know, kind of backing him up, and I hope he takes this time and this opportunity to to use his platform for something good. Especially, you know, after going through what he went through, I hope you know he decides to put some effort into shining light and how the judicial system works against uh, people of color. Do you believe that uh, Meek Mill is the voice of the people? Someone mentioned to me that he is the closest thing to Pac in terms of. Wow. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> that's, that's what I said. That's wow. what I said. But in terms of speaking for the people, right? I I think I definitely feel like he was chosen um, based on his circumstances. I, I like just to see the people that's been rallying behind him means something. I mean, it's not just black people; it's 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 mm. white people in high places. You know what I mean? Like th- that's major. I mean, possibly. I mean, you could say he's definitely chosen. It's, it's only he could say he's definitely chosen. Depends on what he does with it. Would I say that? Um, I think. In, I think at this day and age, we see people rally. It, I mean, people choose a cause and they rally. Some people don't. Some people do. It just depends on the day. Depends on the cause. And I mean, I wouldn't say that he's any different than anybody else that they stand behind in certain situations. So, like who though? Like, I mean, can you think of anybody off the top of your head that has had this much support while being in jail? Right. Re- recently, yeah. I mean, recently maybe not, but 
you know, I like it's it's easy to say that he's not like Tupac, but then you think about it, yo, like who else is there? Like he he doesn't rap like Pac. We're not comparing like their lyrics, their flow, but like as far as speaking for the people, having that connection to the people. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm trying to understand what people are drawing a connection to as far as Meek. Besides, they feel the situation is fucked up, but based off of him using his platform to speak to the people what specifically is he saying that's rallying people i think it's more that people feel the situation is fucked up so they're rallying they're rallying but i don't feel it's him actually yeah not yet right? I, th- I think the key th- the key to all this is what he does now exactly you know what i mean and that's what's going to tell if he's tupac-esque if you will exactly you know what i mean, I mean un- unfortunately i don't believe that uh he's gonna do much <laughs> Y'all already yeah, know how from, I feel about the last few episodes. The situation. Yeah, no doubt. But no I'm doubt. not saying I don't want him to. It'd be a great thing for him to to do something. But I just I don't see it because the question is, you know, how has he matured in this time with him being locked up versus the last time when he was locked up, I or agree. you I know, agree. even other situations. That's well, you know, I, I hope you know after being in jail for I think what five months, you know, he's he's done some reflecting and. You know, he he stays positive and he, he, he tries to figure things out. But um let's move on. So the next shout out would be James Shaw. You guys know who that is? Yeah, yeah, he's a hero. The Waffle House joint. Yeah. Shout out James Shaw. Yeah, I definitely want to give him a shout out because you know, he did something that most people don't do. You know, it's not every day that you're called you're called up to bat in the major leagues, if you will. And uh, you know he, he he put his life in God's hands, and he saved some people. I mean, <laughs> what's what's funny is that uh, you know his situation is not unlike many other people who feel that they can't potentially be heroes. When he talked about what made him do it, he was like, "Man, I was trying, trying to save, save myself." <laughs> that's, that, that's that's a real nigga for you, right? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't realize that he ended up saving. Who right. knows how many people he, he he potentially saved because of that, you know? So definitely shout out to him. You know, yeah. definitely good to see a positive image of a black man in the media and in these types of situations. I feel like we haven't seen enough of it, to be honest. No, yeah, of course not. Of course not. No, I mean, in this particular instance as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel like it's gone viral. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That, that shit is on purpose. No, that's that's abs- that's absolutely true. I think it was the day it happened, but once he got once he was caught, I'm not sure there was any more coverage about him. Like usually they'd be calling him on all the shows to come on, he'd be doing interview at the interview. I know he did that one interview, but I don't know if he did anything else. I, I only I only heard about it on the shade room. That's it. I ain't heard no interviews, none of that stuff. I mean I did hear he's trying to raise money for the victims and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but outside of that I haven't heard anything else. Me either. I saw his initial press conference, mm-hmm. and that was literally it. But I think it depends. I mean, because if it was me in the situation, I, I may shy away from all of that. I'm not trying to be in the spotlight, and that also may be his thing. Maybe he maybe he has gotten offers, but he's just trying to stay away. But as far as the story spreading on the news and things like that, yeah, I haven't seen much of that. There's been a lot going on though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been a, it's been a crazy, especially with the Waffle House. <laughs> it's been a crazy uh, week for the Waffle House. Yeah, yeah. So, like this next person, I was going to shout him out, and when I was uh, kind of like breaking this stuff up and you know coming up with the topics, uh, I asked my wife what she thought about it, and she's like, "This ain't no motherfucking shout out." So I'm gonna ask you guys, 
Um, I don't know. I, I don't remember the young lady's name, but I saw this on social media about some young lady who's like 31, and she opened up um, two Chick-fil-A stores. You know, the newest one happened to be in L.A., downtown. And, um, you know, at first, you know, people were giving praise because, you know, it's a big deal to have two franchises. But then when my wife put it in perspective, she's saying, as Obi-Wan used to say, you know, uh, you still got to pay the slave owners. What's that? What's the calling that you had before? <laughs> you can't kill your slave owners. <laughs> you can't kill your slave owners. Right. So pretty much, you know, as you know, even though she owned the franchises, she's still paying money to, you know, quote unquote, the white man. Does she really deserve a shout out for that? I think absolutely she does. I mean, we it's black excellence. I mean, she's 31 years old. She has two franchises. I mean, she may not have the business she wants now, but she's definitely laying the foundation to, in the future, get that. I mean, you, you got to start somewhere. You got to have something. And for a lot of 31-year-olds, they may not have, a lot of them don't have this shit. I don't I don't got a franchise. I would definitely take a Chick-fil-A franchise. Yeah, Two of them think, at that. <laughs> I don't think I understand that logic, to be honest. Like, she owns a franchise. Right. So Is I, the issue that she doesn't own Chick-fil-A? Like, right. So I guess the, the issue is you own the franchise, but you're still paying what they call franchise fees to the owner. You're still, you still have to use their ingredients. You still have to buy your uh, groceries or whatever. I can't, whatever from the owner, the original owner. So whatever their rules are, because obviously we know with um, Chick-fil-A. But I guess we have to ask ourselves, there's 1 billion McDonald's. Right. No one questions who owns them. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's there's, true. There's one billion car dealerships, and if that say say <laughs> Jimmy's and Turpin Toyota, exactly. you, you franchise that shit. Exactly. I mean, nobody's like. No, I feel you. I mean, that's why I wanted to bring it up. So let me ask you that. Ask Magic. Yeah, that's true. Ask Junior Bridgman. A- ask Rick Ross, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so then I would ask you guys: Does owning a franchise help the black community? Yes, it does. Uh, well, perhaps. Right. I think that's also a lot on what she can do in the black community what she chooses to do in the black community what she chooses to do for the black community it can help i mean does it help to say that she you know she's a 31 year old black woman who owns a franchise maybe not right but ideally maybe someone is looking up to her saying hey i want to be that i want to have that right but it also therefore what she's going to do with the power that she has so are the Chick-fil-A's in black communities or? Well, I don't, I don't know about downtown the... LA. So yeah. Yes. Okay. It's... I mean, cause either way it's influential because even if they're in white communities mm-hmm. and here she is as a black young woman, Yeah. like that shows that, you know, you know, we're doing things, we're, we're doing big things. No, I mean, I, I agree with you guys. I think this, you know, if anything, this is a stepping stone, you know, she has two franchises, she's getting money. You know I mean? The fact that she was able to start off with one, and make enough money to open up another one means sky's the limit. And it also, you know, speaks to her mindset. She's a businesswoman. You know what I mean? And like I said, it's a stepping stone to do other stuff. And with that... Also, you, know, you have to think about uh, Chick-fil-A. I think Chick-fil-A is perceived to be a... Nigga food? <laughs> no, not uh, even that. Like, I think it's perceived to be a southern white franchise. Yeah, no, yeah. most that, definitely. That, that caters to... Um, it obviously has a faith-based approach to business. Right, right. So for a black young woman to be in it, I think is powerful. Absolutely. Because, you know, I'm curious to know what their ratio is of, you know, franchise owners. 
what I think we need to do, and uh, we probably we need to start. We need to figure this out before the end of the episode. Is come up with a hashtag, right? Kind of like the Me Too movement. That's how a lot of these things get popular and people hear about it. Okay. Like we need to come up with a, a hashtag, something to shout out. Any, I mean, they they have what they have black excellence. Yeah, but but I think this is more specific. Like, cause you you hear about this and you think ah whatever. It's but there are other people out here doing that. Mm-hmm. So it's Absolutely. almost like yeah, me too. I got that. Me too. I got the franchise. We need, we need to figure that out. We need to figure out what it's gonna be. And maybe we need some help from the people, from our followers, our listeners to uh you know, uh help us out with that. Yeah. No, I agree. I you know every once in a while I stumble across. Um, some great news about black excellence when it comes to, you know, young adults and even older adults opening businesses that you wouldn't think they would have. And um, I just, I came across, I'm trying to find it now, but I came across another one where this black family owned a potato chip company. <laughs> I thought that was pretty dope because you don't really think about, you know, a black family doing something like that. So, you know, so yeah, anyway, moving on. <laughs> We done with the shout outs? Any more shout outs? Yeah, that was it. I mean, do you guys have any more shout outs? Shout out black people in general. Yeah, no, most definitely. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, yeah, shout out black people. There's a lot of shit that's been going on, man. And when I'm sitting in my house, you know, I'm holding my son. I might be reading to my son or whatever. I'm putting him in the bed and I'm looking at, you know, what's going on on social media. Sometimes, yo, when you see these type of things, it's, it's devastating. Like, you know, and we'll talk about it later, but like the whole thing that happened with um, the Waffle House. You know what I mean? I just saw another one with a football player. I think he was in Cleveland, a receiver. And he was getting choked out. And um, the shit, you know, hit me in a, in a way that was crazy because he wasn't resisting. But these cops, these white cops was overcompensating. And then one cop put his hand around his neck. And we already know what's happened with some of these, you know, victims who have lost their life to aggressive police officers. And as a black man, I could just see... In his eyes, he got fucking scared. You know what I mean? And we know police are not there to to scare the community. They're supposed to protect, serve, whatever, whatever. So with that said, yes, shout out to my black people. We want to let you know we love y'all. We appreciate y'all. And uh, we pray for y'all. So anyway, moving on. <laughs> so uh, I came across this topic and I thought this, was, this one was uh, kind of funny. And um, say you guys are in a relationship, you break up or whatever, you got a child, and you're paying child support. Um, and I throw a number out there, like 1500 So now you're paying, you know, child support of 1500 monthly, and your baby mother come up to you and say, you know, your child's, your son's birthday, your daughter's birthday is coming up. I need extra money. How do you respond to that? Well... <laughs> <laughs> It depends on how she say it. I need extra money. I mean, you better ask be, nicely. Yeah, she's gonna be respectful, <laughs> obviously, but she's coming to you and saying, you know, on top of everything you do, I need some more money for his birthday or her birthday. I mean, I mean, honestly, if it's for my child, it, it depends, right? If you're talking about you want to have a, a a birthday party for my child and I'm not invited or you know <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to be a part of it, then, right. you know, I'm gonna have to put my foot down and be like, well, we gotta come to some type of agreement. But, I mean, for my child, I'm going to definitely do what I can for my child. Now, if I think it's a little bit extravagant and unnecessary, then there may be some pushback. But if it's something, you know, if it's a, a celebrate his fifth birthday party, a 10th birthday party, I don't know, 16th birthday party, whatever right. it may be. I mean, 
it's not the child support is there to make sure that he's taken care of asking me to give up extra to celebrate him or her i mean that's that should be for me that that seems the easy thing to say yes to i mean i personally think it's a reasonable request like okay this is your child right this is um your flesh and blood and i feel like you have to do whatever is best put it like this you should also have a relationship with your child absolutely so the mother alone shouldn't have to come to you and say this right. is what I want to do for my birthday. This is how um, the child wants to celebrate. Like, you should be able to ask your child, like, you know, what do you want to do? Right. How can I make this special for you? Right. And then you can work with the mother to, you know, make the, that dream come to fruition. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think the key there is working with the, the mother or the father to make sure you guys come to a conclusion together. Um, I don't think that, you know, whether it's a mom or a father should be coming to you know, the other parents saying, hey, I need money for a party if they can't afford to do it themselves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If if the parent hasn't decided that, yeah, okay, yeah, let's do this party. If they, if they haven't made a decision together, you should not be requesting that type of situation. In my opinion, I think what happens is a lot of parents or fathers are absentee fathers, whereas the only support they provide is it's, financial yeah, support. child support or whatever. So yeah. the mother feels comfortable in asking, you know, give me more money right. because you're not doing these other things. Right. And the way some fathers see it is, you're right, you know what, I don't pick you up from school, I don't do this, I don't do that. So if all I need to do is provide more money, that's how I see me supporting my kid. This is how I view myself as loving my kid. Right. And the fact is, it requires much more than that. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of say you still ain't shit, <laughs> right? I mean, if you can't be in your child's life and all you, you know, you do is giving them money, you still ain't shit. Yo, but unfortunately, some women are cool with that. Oh, I don't oh, want yeah. you to do shit for my kid, yeah, except give me money. I, I mean, mean, yeah, because we got to think about the situations. What if it's a jump off? You know what I mean? Like, it might be a situation where the father and the mother don't get along. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard for them to come to a resolution on how they're gonna raise their child together. And so, whether it's the mom or the father, the only way they can deal with it is just giving money until they get to a certain point where they can have an adult-like conversation with their child. Like, listen, this is what it was. Yeah, I mean, I feel that. I guess if you're not trying to have a relationship with the child or the child's mother, you ain't you just automatic uh, deposit into their account every month, <laughs> <laughs> and you keep it moving. But I wouldn't be in that situation because I got plan A, B, and C for that. But, uh, yeah, we hope, right? <laughs> yeah, you definitely hope. I mean, yeah. I'm, but like, I'm pretty sure plenty of niggas have said the same thing. Well, they're dumbasses. Yeah. So, but like, for real, for real though, if you coming to me every year for a birthday party and we renting out halls and getting bouncy machines and clowns and shit. I mean, and, that's one <laughs> time a year though. Like, what's the big deal? But wait, I'm not done. And okay. we talking about holidays and just like, I mean, right. I think there could be a level of extremity, extremeness with that where it's like, yo, I don't see you putting up money for this. I only see you coming right. to me asking so for money. That, that no, but this is the thing. There's a lot we don't see that mothers do. Like, Absolutely. If the only thing the mother is asking you to do additional is provide more money for a birthday party, I think that's a reasonable request. Like, the things that mothers do are so intangible. No, I we agree. we can't take that for granted at all. I agree. So, However. Are you going to take it granted for, for fathers? However, hold on. Yeah, I would, obviously, he's paying child support, so he's not taking full custody of the kid. I would ask the question, as the parent, why would you bring up a situation for your child if you can't afford to do it yourself? Like, is that even right? Like, how can I, as a father, be like, yeah, 
I want to throw my child a birthday party, but I can't afford that shit. I mean, maybe at the child's request. I don't, I don't know if that's a big deal. It depends. It depends on how you're okay. living. If you can't afford that because you got a car note on a brand new 2018 Mercedes-Benz that you, you <laughs> yeah, that's just can some, afford to that's pay. That's some fuck and, shit. And you live, in, you live in a lavish life, but your child is not, and you just taking the father's money or the mother's money for that, you know, then that's different. But she said something about, you know, she obviously has custody. I mean, there are situations where it's joint custody mm-hmm. and the man is still paying child support. Crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I so, mean, you know, if that's the case, if it's uh, joint custody, the father can throw the party. Yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, is is both parents coming together and finding the best resolution that works for both of them. But I, will, I would say, at what amount, you know, given for child support, would you say, he, a person doesn't have to put in extra. When he can't afford to pay his own damn bills. <laughs> I so, mean, so if he's kicking out twenty five thousand a month, and she's still coming in asking you for birthday money, you gonna be cool with that? That's a lot of money for a child. Yeah, but guess what? <laughs> Some people get that for child support. They get that type of dough. Yeah, that's to me. That's crazy. That's that's more than enough to support your child for a month. And throw my party. That right. that just seems ridiculous, <laughs> right there. And that's kind of my point. It's like you know, where, where do you draw the line? You know, yo, with that's kind of tough, though. Yo. Is it? Yeah, yo, because you don't know what's a lot for one person. Because like, what if they live in Los Angeles? They need to move. And, <laughs> and she's South paying, Central. And she's paying four thousand dollars next to Doughboy a, a month. <laughs> Yeah, but paying $4,000 a month for rent. For rent. Yeah, but that's separate from the child. She's living a lavish life. Yeah. So, no, there's, no, so, no, wait, no. so I mean, yo, let's think yo, of this child you, support and then and there's and there's uh, acrimony. Yo, quality of life. <laughs> My bad, go ahead. Uh, yeah, so quality of life, you know, varies from person to person. Yeah. I, I agree, but she's saying if she has a $4,000... Uh, um, you know, you're mortgage not missing, or whatever, right? Rent, yeah. What does that have to do with the child? With the child, right? So if you're getting twenty five thousand dollars a month for the child, and you got a four thousand a month, you know, mortgage or whatever it may be, and you can't afford to take care of your child, that you got to continually ask for more money, you need to downgrade to a two thousand dollar mortgage, or a fifteen hundred, or or one thousand. I, I think to me, it seems like are you not putting things in perspective? Instead of continuing to ask for more money, change your lifestyle. Because how is your lifestyle benefiting the child? Put it like this, show. To my understanding, child support is based off of what the person can afford. So if you can afford this amount, I'm pretty sure that you can afford an additional amount from time to time. Like, obviously, that varies from city to city, income to income. But if you're paying $2,500 a month, obviously, I mean, you, you got that kind of money. So yeah, I mean, and, and, and yo, to be honest, yo, for some for some people, yo, thirty dollars a month is a fortune to them. Like right. it's, it's all in perspective. It is. I guess the question is, I guess the question is, when we're when we're looking at it, when we're looking at what the the person who has custody is doing, um, is it is the complaint that they don't have enough money to take care of the child, or is the complaint that I gotta. I'm the one that takes him to his games. I'm the one that picks him up from school. I'm the one that does this, this, and this. Because if you're complaining about money based off of actions that you're doing that have actually no monetary value behind it, then... Yo, yo, I honestly think that we're just looking too deep into it. (laughs) it, I really do. Like, thank you for paying child support. I appreciate it. 
Right. I would like to do something additional for our kid. Are you down? No, I'm not down. Yes. <laughs> yes, I would no, like I mean, to. That, that's what true. do you have in mind? But the issue is you want to make sure you're not being, you know, taken advantage of. And at $25,000 or whatever, you know, and I know that's a ridiculous number, but at that amount that you're paying, why is it that you still need money for something? You know what I mean? Like the judge, think about it like this. When they decide how much money that you're going to give for child support, they've pretty much broken it down for what the child needs. And if you still need more money, then I start to question, what are you doing with the money that I'm giving you? I, f- I feel like mothers want more time than they want more money, but they ask for more money. Like, I need you to help me watch him I need or her. I need you to take him and her to school. I need you to pick him up. I need them to be able to spend the night with you. But because I don't think you're going to do that, I'm just going to say <laughs> I need extra money. Look, if you come to me once a year about a birthday party, I'm not going to feel used. Yeah, I feel you. Like it's, if it's every week you asking for something or it's like not enough for this, not enough for that, then maybe, yeah. But oh, yo, it's a birthday party. Yo. Yeah. It's Christmas. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I one you. Christmas. You still only get one Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's talk about big news. I know everybody. Cardi been... B having a baby? Yeah, we knew that shit already. But nah, nah, this thing has been going around town. Everybody's been talking about it. And I actually think it's something worth talking about. Kanye West. Mr. Yeezy. West. Oh, Jesus. As he likes to be called. Oh, is that what he goes by now? Jesus? Ye- I mean, yeah. They've been calling him Jesus. Yeezy uh, season. Have y'all, did y'all listen to um, that one shorty from New York that was rapping over the Jesus beat? I did. That was, uh, that was dope. I yeah, I, I, thought, I thought that was dope too. But no, um, yeah, I, I brought him up because I, I thought what he's been doing has been interesting, right? And, you know, a lot of stuff came across my mind as I was listening to him rant and hearing people talk back and forth and just, you know, listen to some celebrities saying, well, you know, don't judge a book by its cover or this or that, that, whatever. And um, the first thing I would ask you guys, do you believe this nigga is trolling? <laughs> Like, do you believe anything that he's saying right now? Or is he just trolling? I don't think he's trolling. I don't believe him because I just don't believe. I, let me not say I don't believe him. I don't really care. I feel like it's just a waste of time. I mean, he came out. He came the fuck out of nowhere. And he hasn't stopped tweeting. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't stopped tweeting since he reappeared. Like, yo. No like, he's been holding that shit in. And he's, he's, he's busting his nut right now getting all that shit out. Like, I don't really care. To me... I was never really a fan of Kanye outside of Kanye the musician. That, that was all he was to me. It was right. Kanye, Kanye the rapper. Point. That's pretty solid, yeah. So yeah. when Kanye became greater than that, I don't fucking know when that happened. I mean, he's had his, his moment in TV, I guess. You know, George Bush doesn't care about black people. But other than that, I mean, he's he's always only been a rapper to me. So when I think about him, I think about it in terms of he's declined. He's declined as anyone of influence to me because I think his music has declined personally to me. Right. I haven't listened to maybe his last three albums. Right. I think Damn. I stopped listening after my beautiful dark twisted <laughs> yeah, fantasy. Shit. Yeah. I stopped listening at listening after that's my like, beautiful dark like twisted fantasy. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. So I don't give a shit to be honest with you. He's just talking. I don't care. 
Yo, yeah. So to answer your question, do I think he's trolling? No, I don't think he's trolling. I think Kanye West views himself as a troubled genius. And I think it's um, something going on there. I think, you know, I'm not a psychologist or whatever, but I think he has attachment issues. And I think he responds to those attachment issues in different ways. I think early in his career, his attachment was Rockefeller and Jay-Z. So when he was receiving love, comfort, and support from them, like it affected his music. Right, right. It right. affected his tweets. It affected his public persona. When he started getting involved with Amber Rose, it affected his public persona. It affected his music. And I think once he felt like the black community didn't support him or the fashion industry didn't support him or that he was a victim, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that also affected his public persona and his music. And I think that he's still kind of in that phase where he feels like a reject or yeah, a pariah. He's, he's and a been rebel. demonized. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. So he's identifying like previously with Jay-Z, but now he's identifying with a fellow rebel, per right. se, which is Donald Trump. Right. I don't even think that it's a political motivation at all, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, I, I, I would agree with what you're saying, but I would then say he is trolling. And the reason why he's trolling is because of the success that Donald Trump has had because of trolling. And I think that's why, um, I don't want to say respects Donald Trump, but he likes what Donald Trump has done. Because here comes a guy that's in the entertainment world that, quote unquote, has a billion dollar business and, you know, just crushes the, the political world. And he did it all by fucking trolling. So when Kanye West starts to say, yeah, to me, um, I like what Donald Trump is doing, and he starts tweeting every day. He's trolling because he's about to drop, you know, his album, Pusha T's album, um, Shorty that's signing him. Like, he's about to drop all these albums, and I think, like, this is part yeah, of what he's doing. But if he's trolling, yo, I don't see how he profits by jumping on the Donald Trump bandwagon because those alt-right people aren't going to turn around and buy his album. Right, black people are going to buy his album. We're going to support him. We're going to make him viral. Well, what's going to happen is you're going to talk about him. You're going to say, "This guy was trolling. His album better be fire. Let me listen to see if it's fire." It, it doesn't. It doesn't matter when we come to Kanye West. He's already. He's made it to that level that no matter what you do, people are going to listen to his music. Hear what he has. Not to say. anymore. You just said you stopped no. listening after three albums. But here's where I consider us old hip hop fans. We're old hip hop fans. New hip hop fans run this. They run it. The yeah. super fans. The one that no matter what you say, no matter what you do, no matter what you put out, it's the greatest shit to ever hit the world. Those are the ones that are always going to support him. So I agree with both of y'all. I don't want to call it trolling. I don't mm -hmm. I don't know what the term would be for it. I think he's definitely looking for something. And he likes the way Donald Trump did it to get it to to, to get to get it out uh, to get what he wants. So he's using the same methodology. But my thing is, I want to know what the fuck he wants. Like, I don't get it. Like, because how can you ignore, how can you ignore, like, the implications of supporting Donald Trump and the implications of what makes America great again means? Well, I, I, say, I, I will say some of it, I think people, it's taken out of context, right? Yeah. Because he never really said. I support Donald Trump and his politics. Right? Which is why I think he's, he's trolling. He's he, doing all this yeah, shit over Twitter. No, he never really said that. I think he's saying he likes the way 
he communicates. He likes the way he puts himself out there, and he likes the way he's heard. Yes, trolling. So, but that's not trolling. He wants to be heard. I mean, that's not trolling. Yeah, but it's, but that's he, why I said he, I want to know. He emphatically wants to be heard. Yo, just like I don't know if you guys saw recently, like maybe a couple hours ago, Donald Trump was on Twitter saying, "Oh yeah, let me give a shout out to Kanye West, you know, for supporting me, Chance the Rapper, and such." And you know, Chance was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, I ain't part of that." That's all trolling. It's not trolling. He yet. knows Chance ain't put fucking not, with him. It's narcissism. I mean, this is a level of narcissism that only these two <laughs> motherfuckers can, can have. I mean, I mean, you could be right. That could be I, what I, it is. I don't think it's trolling because Donald Trump might be looking for the same thing Yo, that, listen, that Kanye is looking for. Who the fuck knows? Listen, Kanye West tweeted, what did Barack Obama do for eight years? That's trolling. That's fucking trolling. Yo, that ain't trolling. So I, I just don't understand his motivation. Because he wants dialogue. He wants niggas to respond. What's going on? We, we right okay, now okay, are he, talking about uh, Okay, he wants that, but to awards what end? Because what? Kanye West has been gone for for a while. Niggas that said he was on drugs, he was depressed. Guess what? He's back. He's about to drop all these albums. And, and, this and he was, got other shit going on yeah, that he's about to do. Okay, so, okay. I don't feel like this was the window to do it. Nor did he need to do it this way. Like I, that's what I was trying to say. He's already got it. People. I don't think. I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I think. Yo, yo. Bro. I don't think he has it anymore. I think he has a core set of fans. People are buying fucking Yeezy season yo, he has shoes. A, he has an entire. Cult, How much of them bro. shits? He doesn't have to do the most to sell records. No, he or doesn't. to have influence. Yo. He doesn't. Yo, well, honestly, maybe he thinks yo, he honestly, does. yo, like, uh, like to- Toby one. Toby one. Toby one. Like yo, just like he said, yo, all he had to do was come out of nowhere and start tweeting again, and niggas would be like, yo, what the fuck, Kanye's tweeting again. As soon as as soon soon after his first tweet, oh, he's about to drop an album. But I, I feel like you guys are forgetting tweet. that before he started tweeting, he was already demonized. He was already in a sunken place because he was with a Kardashian. He was already depressed. He was only in a second place because he had Get gained out, weight. Came out, right. Some of the places ain't exist before that, but, right? But, no. Okay, so, so we just didn't have a name for it before Get Out. But people believed something was already wrong. And part of that was because he was with Kim Kardashian. You know what I mean? The other part was because, you know, a lot of people didn't understand his last few albums. Jesus, as an example. Like, we, you guys are not... You guys are not remembering that he's already being demonized, and all he's simply doing is taking the baton and running with it. Well, let's be clear. I, we could say he's being demonized. Kanye West is a fucking asshole. He actually deserves everything he gets. So. <laughs> well, that's not what we're I talking mean, about. But yeah, I, I don't. I don't want to say he's being demonized. You say dumb shit, and people are gonna lash out to you for the dumb shit you say. Just like when you go on stage and you steal the mic from a little girl, whether it's right or wrong, and say she doesn't deserve that shit. Like. I mean, he was doing this shit with when he was with Amber Rose. I mean, yo, Kanye is who Kanye is. Granted, him being with a Kardashian doesn't really help him out. But the the and this is why I say I haven't listened to him after you know certain album. And this is also to what he says about you know Barack Obama hasn't done anything for you know Chicago in eight years. The Kanye that that dropped college dropout, mm-hmm. and maybe let's just stick the college college dropout. Is a completely different fucking Kanye, right? For example, like like I just mentioned, Couple I mean, he, million dollars different too. And mm-hmm. and that's my thing, right? He he he's out here talking about helping the black people, and he's doing the same thing Michael Jordan is doing. You selling shoes that people can't afford, that that black people out here killing themselves for to get. Right. You making money off of it, but you you care about black people, right? But you also got yourself, you know. Uh, I guess she's not, you know, a, a non-black woman. So 
you know, the same way that they're going to come at someone like Michael Jordan for doing that is the same way they're going to come at Kanye. And and that's my whole thing, too, because don't talk don't talk about you love black people and you support black people and, and you want to help black people. But right. guess what? You ain't got yourself a black woman. Well, I mean, and, and I'm sorry. That's just how I feel. In his defense, he would say, like, uh, the market dictates how much he pays for his shoes. Now, is that bullshit? I don't know. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, why would we even care what he has to say about politics? He's not a politician. And I think that's the problem with, you know, the country that we live in. Donald Trump is not a fucking politician, yet we cared what he had to say. And guess what? He became president. Um, who else was it? Was it Ronald Reagan? Yo, or, but he, like, he says, yo, he said Kanye West for president in 2020, yo. Like, he might have been trolling then, mm-hmm. but Kanye West, he may not, he is political. He he says political things. Right? Yeah, he's he's been against presidents. I mean, he said something. Yeah, about but Obama. is that really political about, if you have a, opinions about? I mean, you know, if you take a stance against a political view, then yes, that's that's political. Yo, but to get to the um, yo, like I said, Kanye West views himself as a troubled genius, and I think part of his motivation as an artist is feeling victimized. I think that when he came onto the scene, he felt like, oh, people don't take me seriously as a rapper. Oh, people think I'm preppy. Oh, I'm wearing pink. And for a long time, that was his motivation. Now he's wearing rags. So I'm going to ask you guys, has he officially lost his black heart? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he's been lost it, though. Yo, put it like this, yo. Kanye West needs to explain himself. You know, because I don't understand what he's doing. I mean, I, I'm reluctant to judge him, but mm-hmm. I am curious to understand his support for Donald Trump. I'm, I'm curious to understand his support for non-black things. <laughs> yeah, and, and it, it seems like he's contradicting all the things that he's rapped about and talked about. Yeah, so that's, that's true. It just seems irresponsible. Like, I, I, like I said, and it was before. Sorry, it was before Kim. It, it happened before. Kim. Yeah, I mean Amber Rose. You know, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I guess for me, um, I'm having a hard time with all this with Kanye West because. He is relaying messages to the world through Twitter. And I have an issue with Twitter because lots of things get lost in translation when it comes to Twitter. And we don't really know his full agenda. Now, is it very questionable? Yes. But I'm not going to sit up here and say he's in a sunken place. I'm not going to sit up here and say he's depressed. He got mental issues. I'm not going to sit up here and say he's lost his black heart because we simply don't know what's going on. And, you know... You guys have your opinion on it. I think he's trolling for something bigger. I actually just saw on the internet that he just he's he's trying to uh, start a organization, you know, with his mom's name to help people in Chicago. So who knows what's really going on? Um, only time will tell. Yo, so like I said, I think he has attachment issues. Mm-hmm. I think uh, if his relationship with Jay Z was still healthy. We would not know this Kanye today. I think we can I also think, also slay he slay. He has mental health issues. I mean, no, I'm not going to say that. He wasn't he just in rehab? Yeah, for uh, for opioids or whatever. Opioids, okay. yeah. Okay. He Yo, has seriously, I mean, what do you think? You think if he had a healthy relationship with Jay Z right now, he would be on this whole Donald Trump thing? I really, really don't. I think that he looks at Jay Z as a big brother. Yeah, but as, I, I don't as, as a role model. But as we have learned. Even Jay Z can't reel him in. Otherwise, they wouldn't have you know the beef or whatever, if you will, that so they he, have now. So, so like, yeah. So he's like a child acting out. <laughs> yeah, I'm being very serious. Yeah, right? I mean, it's, it's he has, possible. He it's, has attachment issues. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, 
You know, it's tough. I mean, are you guys going to buy his album? He's bipolar. Well, I haven't listened to his music. Yeah, when he drops his new album. Actually, he just dropped a song about 20 minutes ago. I can't tell you the last album he dropped or the one before that. Ye- I mean, you know, Ye- Jesus was pretty good. Um, yeah. I liked it. I think like some people that's in the music industry, they said it was rushed. And that's why a lot of people don't get it. But I actually, if you listen, there is a message behind Jesus. Yeah, I like Dark Twisted Fantasy. Yeah, I, I like 808s. But like I said, it's clear that he was influenced by Amber Rose. Like mm-hmm. like all of his music, all of his, his public persona is clearly influenced by something. This is new shit? Oh, uh, I'm like, what the fuck? Is this the one where he said he's is bars? Fire. Yeah. Uh, I need to listen to this shit. Not I mean, right now, though. <laughs> I mean, I like this melody. Yeah. This shit is kind of fire. Yeah, but no one's ever questioned his, his skills in producing a fucking track. Yeah, would you say you don't care about him outside of music, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. So, I mean, I mean, we know he's going to put together some dope shit. I'm, I can't wait to hear Nas album. Once Supposedly, again, yo, he's dropping an album. All of this happens, yo, one. I, what I was going to say is in the future we're going to be unable to say that things get lost in translation through Twitter or social media right. that is how we fucking communicate so people understand no but that's, they, a, that's an we, issue but no people un, maybe us that are getting older and getting away from it we don't but those who are in, inundated in it Monday through you know Saturday I, I just through don't Sunday think whatever through the weekend they, they understand no, that cause, because because <laughs> Fifty percent of it is interpreting. Like you, you're assuming. You have no idea if that's what they really mean. Well, it's like, that's, hieroglyphics. But that's yeah, that's, you know, but like that's the dangerous. Answer. Part yeah. of that is because of the super fucking fans, yo. Like all <laughs> this shit goes the fucking together, yo. It <laughs> goes together. Yeah, I'm I'm really curious to see what's going to happen six months or a couple of weeks from now. Yeah. If this album comes out and it's hot. Whether all of a sudden all is forgiven, right? They're like, you know what? Is it sudden West amnesia was on or something? You know, he's always been ten steps ahead of yeah. everybody else. That's gonna happen anyway because <laughs> of super fans. That's tragic, though. That's yeah. what I'm gonna say. Like people put stuff out, and before it hits the airwaves, it's the best shit they've ever Look, heard. Look, yo, I'm all for holding celebrities accountable. He can drop some hot shit, but he doesn't get a pass. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, yeah, I have well. a. I, I don't have a hard time separating one thing from the other. And if I look at him as an artist... And I'm going to listen to the album. Exactly. I'm like going to judge him as an artist. <laughs> Everything else to me is just bullshit. I don't even give a fuck about it. You know what I mean? Like I said, I think he's trolling for the album or for whatever that he has to come. But I'm going to listen to the album. And I'm well, you know what? I, I, I think people are just disappointed. Probably. But he's been doing this shit for... Yo, Kanye West is who we thought he was. You know what I mean? No, like, no, he's been no, doing no, this no, for forever. No, he's not, yo. He really is. No, no, he's not. No, absolutely not. No, he's not, not yo. Like, well, I, he, think, I he, think he is. No, pe- no, he is who he revealed himself to be, and people know who that is. Some people found out sooner rather than later, but who we thought he was was college dropout. Yeah. And he's evolved or become degenerative. Or, 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 or yeah, then. he revealed him true, his true Y'all self. just wasn't paying attention. Who we thought he was was an asshole. Yes, that's what he's I'm saying. Still, like, he's, he's still an asshole. Like, this is nothing new. He's been this way from the very Yo, beginning. I, I think this extends beyond being an asshole. Yeah, like this nigga was in a room with Jay Z, Dame Dash as a producer and telling them niggas he could rap and he was serious. Right, yo, but that's one. I could fucking rap. Okay, that's that's one. So right, I think I think what 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 I would say is that if you look at other, if you look at the artists that came to support him, they supported him because that was his friend. 
They didn't because that was their friend. They didn't support him because they agreed with his views. So if you take Kanye West's views and see how he's aligned himself with Donald Trump, who people see is a bigot, racist, uh, doesn't really care about black people, hasn't done anything, and and to and to stand for that, I mean, he's not who we thought he was. Yeah, this is a new development. He wasn't discussing these things before. He was extremely pro-black his first couple of albums. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yo, that asshole stuff is all secondary. I don't give a fuck about that. I'm talking right. about his message. Yeah, I mean, his I, message I, has changed. I mean, I guess you guys are right. He's, I, he, in yes, that aspect, he, he's remained an asshole. Yes, but I, I, I just kind of feel like that's a rich man being, you know, a rich man or rich whatever. Yo, you know what you, I mean, like you said, you like Jesus, but even yeah. Jesus, he's talking about like capitalism. Yeah, right. Like, right. You, you can't break the system. That's and, like, true. New slaves and things like that. Mm-hmm. But now you turn around and. Make America great again. He was slave. Yeah, but but he, I, I I think he feels like that is part that, of it. But that's a change, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I mean I, I I get it, I get it. But you know enough about Kanye West. We we wish him the best of luck, and uh, I hope he drops some dope music. Wait a minute, yo. What did, um <laughs> what did Ike the Great say? Yo? Fuck Rick Ross. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I almost, did you say that? I don't know. Remember Rick Ross was in the hospital for a day? <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, we were going to wish him well and you yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. Rick Ross. <laughs> I almost want to say that about Kanye. I'm, I'm off the podcast. And, 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 and I, I can't I, be the offensive one. I, I really, really like Kanye. I yeah. wish him the best, but he has to be responsible. Like, I think he understands his platform. He knows he has a platform and he has to use it for the best. He's in a privileged position more so than Meek Mill, who we previously discussed. Right. That's true. I, I mean, I will say this to, to cap this off. My only issue with um, Kanye West is if he is trolling, that's a big deal because he's the same person here that is talking about free will. And um, when you go and you try to manipulate the media with your trolling to, to benefit yourself, you take away the free will that people have. And I don't appreciate that. So I'll end it with that. Um, J. Cole. Now, that's a nigga I can rock with right now. Pause. <laughs> you know what I mean? Did y'all hear his album? Yeah. I've heard like five songs. Five songs. I heard it at a 12.01. But I had also had to catch a flight. So I'm about to say, nigga, I was asleep like I a needed to make baby. sure I, I got it in before I, I listened to the album before I went away. Right. So uh, I will ask y'all uh, first, what do you guys think about the album? I mean, of what you've heard in the album or whatever. I love the album. I, I definitely think it's a a great album. It's a different sound from what I think you're used to hearing from, even from uh, For Your Eyes Only. It's a different sound from that. But uh, l- lyrically, it's it's definitely still there. I mean, it's and I think it's entertaining as well. Okay, so to piggyback on our last conversation, mm-hmm. I think it's extremely needed, given the state of Kanye West, to have you know rappers who are woke and conscious and um. You know, not trolling. If anything, he's trolling Kanye West. I was going to say, like, the funny thing about that is I feel like J. Cole has always seen the true Kanye West. Because if you listen to his music, a lot of people would say that Uh, he's always talking about Oh, yeah, false prophets. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think he's perhaps been in that circle. He's also also maybe talked to Jay-Z a little bit, but I think think it's being in that that circle. That circle. But when you, I mean, when you look at someone as... And and once again, it goes to show how Kanye has changed, right? He's he talked about how he idolized 
uh, Kanye West, but it also shows how he's changed and how he's gone from something that's that was once I don't a person that was once idolized by a conscious rapper to someone that's like, yo, what happened to you? You're not the same Kanye that you used to be. So that speaks to his music, but it also speaks to it speaks to Kanye's music, but it also speaks to uh, who he is in the media. Okay, so I think that. I expect more from J. Cole. Mm. I think that he still has potential to be a biggest, bigger artist. Like, I feel like he still hasn't dropped his black album, his Hard Knock Life. And I think that, in a way, he's almost doing, like, the status quo, even though he's woke and conscious. Like, he, I think he's doing just enough, but he hasn't done enough to ex- exceed Kendrick Lamar. And mm. I think that he's he can. He's capable of it. Uh, you know, I could I could agree with that. I mean, I I think well, I think uh, his potential is is off the charts. Right. I mean, I think his his potential is off the charts. I don't. Yo, he, I don't. He, he can't drop another album like this. So, well, my thing is, you know, I I don't think I, J Cole is a a fans rapper, right? I don't think he sells the fans short. I think he gives them what they want, but I think it's more than just the album, right? I think it's the six o'clock come here lot first 500 people get in free right mm-hmm. i did one of those right when he first did the dollar in a dream tour and it was only a dollar and you had to line up and that shit was on the same street that i happened to be staying at in philly and i went and the shit was around the corner and he tore that shit down i also think that's that's what he gives the fans that a lot of other rappers don't give him now when you can when you compare him to kendrick i mean I don't know what Kendrick is doing that J. Cole ain't doing. Yeah, I, I just feel like, yo, know, if you look at, you know, obviously I'm a big Jay-Z fan, but I feel like Jay-Z tried different things in his career and has evolved, you know, album to album. I don't really see, like, those drastic steps in J. Cole's album. I, I really don't. Like, I don't see him stepping outside of, I, I, I don't know, I just feel like. So I, I think. I get what you're saying, same run, and um, I think part of the reason why is J. Cole has too much control when it comes to his album. And, you know, that could be a good thing sometimes, and that could be a bad thing. And what I mean by that is he produces his album, he does the own beats, he does the hook, and he raps. Yo, because, yo, personally, like, some of my favorite J. Cole verses were features. Right. What's that song? Um, uh, Bubble music with uh, Kanye yeah, Bubble Bob, Bob 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 Bob. Bob. Yeah, Fire! Yo, like, yo, bro, like that shit was fucking lit. Yeah, yo, yeah. like b- even see, the joint he did on on Jeezy um track was right, fire. Right, but, but that's the thing because his, his the, the way I look at J Cole is J Cole is who he's always been. He's been, he's been KOD. He's been a KOD rapper. He's always been, but he's always given us something more. A lot of times we see it on features, but I think we've seen on on different stuff. He's always giving us something more where it's like, damn, I want to hear more of this. Yo, I want to hear the bitch don't blow my high with Jay-Z and J. Cole. Like, I want to see him go toe-to-toe with Jay-Z. But see, that's the thing. That'll be so fucking tough. I think with J. Cole, that's what we're waiting for. We're waiting... We're waiting for that moment to either, whether it's Jay-Z, whether it's Kendrick, whether it's just an album and he's coming at everybody because we know he has the potential to do that. You know, so I think when we don't get that, yeah, I, I feel like, I, I feel I'm, like, I'm, it's I'm like, listening damn. to you two go back and I'm almost getting scared. 
Is yo, this another Memphis Bleak type of situation? Yo, no, no, no. It's not a yo, but but I think yo, what we, I, I, I don't know. I, I think yo, J Cole is in danger of getting a pass. And I think that that's we, what I mean. Yo, like, and, and I think yo, Nas was a great rapper. We recognized him as a great rapper, but for a couple of albums, we gave him a pass. Like, bro, you are better than this, yo. If anything, we gave we gave J Cole a pass with the four year eyes. If anything, we yeah, gave that's a the pass only one. Four eyes so, only. so uh, for me, I, I, said, I, I, I didn't say yeah, I didn't say that we gave him yet. I feel like we're it's, we're on the way. We're on so the way. what what I will say is we can't keep dropping this album. I man. like this album, right? I'm not gonna call it a classic, and I had to sit with it. Like honestly, when I first heard it, I I, I thought it was a good album, but immediately I wasn't like. Overwhelmed with like, damn, this is a classic or this is a great album, and then I had to go back and had to dissect each song, right? And for me, it is a great album. Mm-hmm. He shows his strength and his way, his ability to to no, like you know, stay on beat, the flow. Yeah, he also shows you like he still has it lyrically. Like this is. You know, like, I feel like he was exercising. He was showing niggas, like, yeah, okay, I, I put out for your eyes only. Y'all trying to clown me. Let me show y'all this. However, I do agree with you on, on this aspect. I think he needs to switch it up. I think his next album, he should let other people take control. You know what I mean? A lot of people, um, when Lil Wayne first came out, was like, man, if he leaves Manny Fresh, right. he going to be on point. That's a great example. You yeah. know what I mean? So I think... To that, he and, needs to switch it up a yeah, little bit. And then what did Lil Wayne do? Yeah. He was on every song that came on on the radio. I think the producer finally wants to speak. Okay. Can't let y'all talk with my boy J. Cole like this. So this is the thing, right? This is what I'll say. J. Cole, all the shit that you're saying about J. Cole that you don't get from him, you're getting it. You're just not getting it in an album. You're getting it when he features. He featured with Drake, smashed that shit on Jodeci's back. He featured with uh, oh, fucking yeah, Kanye West right. and a whole bunch of Cy High the Prince. Smash that shit. Damn, play Jodeci's back. Come on, man. man. <laughs> listen, about that listen the way J. Cole operates is that he creates albums, and his albums is not, are probably not going to be what you want to hear where he's it's, on other people's beat and all that stuff, but he gets on other people's tracks, and he marks that it's shit. It's also why I he doesn't forget have features. That. Yeah, yeah he, that, that's, he said it. He is the feature he said it. on yeah. other people's Yo, shit. Th- listen. Yo, so, listen to KOD. He says why he don't got niggas on his album. Right? Ain't it's, nobody fucking with him. Is how he feels. I mean, but before before uh, Obi One jumps in, I you know I had, you know when I first started listening to J Cole and Kendrick Lamar, I was on the fence, and then for a hot second there, I was like, man, Kendrick Lamar is that nigga. Guess what? J Cole is ten times better than Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick. I mean, J. Cole is 10 times better than Kendrick Lamar. And I'm telling y'all, Jake, I mean, uh, yo, Kendrick Lamar, all he can do is flow. Yeah, but we know that. I don't think a lot of people know so that. So that's the problem. Yeah. To, <laughs> that's to, the problem, yo. Because it's not on his album. It's not on his album. I mean, to take it back to, to take it back to, uh, um, Friday Night Lights. No, not Friday Night Lights. To take it back the to KOD. You oh, said you've only listened to some of it. Right. You need to listen to the whole thing, right? So, for one, First listen, I was like, okay. Second listen, I loved it. I guess my question is, when you think of classic albums, is every track a standalone banger? Like, if that was the only song that you heard on there, would you think that song was classic, right? Or two, did it need every other song in it to make it classic, right? I I think it's both. I think they stand alone. And I think together they're a masterpiece. And I think that's what KOD is, right? 
minus his intro where he's not rapping on it at all. I think every so you think this album is a masterpiece. It's a concept album. Do you think it's a masterpiece? As a body of work, yes. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. As a body of work, from so when when I when I when I'm listening to this in the car, and let's say I'm going to the store, and I don't get the rest of it, I'm like, shit, I need to get back in the car to hear the rest of it. It oh, it it feels. I feel like after every song, if I don't hear the whole album straight, I feel left. I mean, and you I know, feel and, like I'm missing something. And to that point, that might be the reason why I keep listening to that shit. I have to finish the album. And, and, you know, you guys might have a point. So, my question to you guys that, who have listened to the album, would you say that J. Cole has conveyed, conveyed his message of what KOD means in the album? Um, I mean, I, I think that's that's up to the interpreter. But it, because if we want to say, has he conveyed his message as far as it, is it, you know, kids on drugs, kill our demons, and King overdosed? Mm-hmm. I don't even think that shit matters, right? I think he came up with KOD and he wanted to make it mean something based off of what the album was, right? But I think if did did he convey his message based off of what the album is outside of what the title is? Absolutely. Because he the same thing he criticizes in the album, he 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 does in the album, right? Like with the mumble rap and the BS, right? The same thing he criticizes in the album is the same thing he's lived and experienced and he may still be going through as an artist and potentially as an addict, right? So like everything that we, you know, the questions, I've heard different things about how he hasn't been listening to hip hop because, you know, hip hop or, or rappers and all of that have been talking about being addicted to drugs or being addicted to the game and yada 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 but it's the simple fact that we're talking about it based off of based off of j cole's album you know what it just hit me j cole might not be motivated he might not be motivated well yeah he he, but his motivation comes from his interactions with no but i mean to consistently spit that hot shit that we know he can spit and the reason why i say that Everybody wanted to hear J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar on the song, right? So they both got on the song. And I will tell you here, fucking Kendrick Lamar ran away from the challenge. He ran away. This motherfucker J. Cole said, here's my verse. I don't give a fuck who comes after me. And he killed that shit. And what did Kendrick Lamar do? He got on that bitch and started singing. <laughs> so, you know what? And, that nigga was scared. That's funny, that's funny that you uh you say he may not be motivated. I mean, if you think about how much he has to put in to make an album, right? People make classic albums by putting verses on the album. They don't make classic albums by putting verses on the album that they created. Like that that's a lot. And you and and if you if you're me, I'm a writer. When I write something and I, I'm writing it, I'm like, yeah, that's dope. I go back and listen to it. It's trash. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And so it's hard. It's, you're, your, you're your biggest critique. Yeah. So yeah. who knows what he's put together to say this is trash and throws it away yeah. or so does like, it as a verse. But like as a writer, for example, and I remember being in writing classes and the teacher said, you know, write this. And it was something that I was totally uninterested in. But I did it. And it ended up being like a newfound love for me, like a topic or subject or whatever it is that I probably would have never approached had I not been forced to. I think as long as J. Cole is in his zone, making his own beats, has his own little cult fan base, he's going to remain the same. Yeah, comfortable. 
Exactly, yeah. and like that's what I mean. Like he's good, but at some sense, there's a status quo. Well, but who's going to push him at this point? But that wasn't that wasn't that wasn't J. Cole's mo when he came into the game. It, it kind of like, was. No, no, no. He did change, yo, because yeah, the, the sideline story, whatever the fuck that shit was, that was one thing. It was very commercial. And then he decided, yo, like that's not me. And then he started going after Hope a little bit. But, but what, what I'm saying, saying so is, that's why we liked it because it was bold. You know what I mean? Even he, even on the warm up, he, well, he, but he that's did Jay Z's song over twice, and that's what I'm trying to say. He came in the game, wanted to take take the throne from whoever had it. Maybe he feels he did that, mm-hmm. right? And so now it's like, all right, I I want to do what I care about the most, what I feel the most. You know, here's the thing, right? This album he said he did in two weeks. He said it. He said he had it took another six months to finish up two tracks that he wasn't feeling. So he was tweeting the other day, responding to tweets, and they asked him, asked him about the fall off, which is supposed to be his next album based off of the last track, 1985. He said, I'm working on it. And he's been working on it before he started working on this album. So he was already working on the album, got a concept for another album, stopped working on that album. Yeah, God to told him to build album. a boat. You know what <laughs> I mean? This album. Yeah, I mean, listen, it, it's, it's interesting. I like the album. It's a great album. Um, I get why... Some people don't like it. And, you, you know, some of the same arguments that St. Brian has had, I've heard on other podcasts. And, I, and and it makes sense. Like, you know, sometimes when you go outside of your comfort zone is where you really show your skill. And so, you know, only time would tell. But you know what's funny? With all this that's happening, Kevin Hart has somehow figured out how to manipulate the fact that he cheated on his pregnant wife as something that's minor. I find that to be crazy. Did, did y'all see the video for uh, Kevin's yeah. Hart? Yeah, we saw it. That shit is crazy to me. I, mean, right? I, mean, I, I couldn't believe that he was able to get Kevin Hart to, you know, to do it. Yeah, in my personal opinion, none of it was a big deal. Yeah, that's what I said. To think. be honest. Yeah. Like, what, him cheating on his pregnant him, wife? Him Check. cheating on his wife, J. Cole's <laughs> video, the name of the song. Like, who really gives a fuck? Right. <laughs> it, was, it was just a ploy. Yeah, yeah. That song is really not just about Kevin Hart. No, I, I know it's about that. Cole. It's about Jay Z. It's about yeah. all them niggas. Jay Z's heart, right? But what I'm saying, yeah. what I'm simply saying is, Kevin Hart. That shit happens every day, B. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how you want to sum it up. Yeah, that's to show a different side, though. The same side that he's been rapping about for a very long time. That you know, these chicks are constantly. Coming yeah, he's at consistent you, with and that. You ain't nothing but like but a man. So I mean, Jay Z's also started directing because he directed the Bablo boat. Uh, J. Cole, Sorry, J. Cole. My, yeah, J. Cole. I don't know if he directed this, but I feel like yeah, he did. He I did. feel like he's starting yeah, to get into oh, that. Wait, 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 wait. What? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's directing that. He, he's getting into directing, so wait, that's what I feel he, like. He, this he, what he this was. Bobla boat. Bobla boat. ATM. Oh, shit. ATM. And Kevin's heart. Yeah, my nigga. <laughs> no, actually, I'm lying. Was it? Was it Kevin's heart? Was the only one he didn't direct? No, he, he did re- direct that one. I okay. just read an article on it. He directed okay. that one. So as well. he he's getting into directing too. So I think that's partly partly what it was was to show his. So so you you know what you might be right. He might not be motivated. He's just trying to do other shit. But you know, I think the thing is, he put out a fire album because because. Because we want him to put out a more fire album doesn't mean that he didn't put out a fire album. Because we want him to put out a more classic album doesn't mean he put out a, he didn't put out a classic album. You know what I mean? Just because we want more for him because he know he has the potential. I mean, shit. Mike Tyson knocked somebody out in thirty seconds. Okay, 
Never been yeah. done before. Come and do that shit again in, in yeah. five seconds doesn't take away from that. Yeah, I, I just think that, like, growing up in hip-hop, you know, listening to rap music, like, there's a certain, like, swag. There's a certain anger. There's a certain competitiveness. Like, there's just a certain something that J. Cole just doesn't always bring. Like, like I said, this album is, to me, is very... Like, for example, uh, Most Def. Like, he used to flow, and then he did Omi Says... That was a hit. And then almost everything started sounding like Umi says. Like, I don't want this, like, whole kumbaya flow for the rest of my life, yo. Like, I want you to step on the track and just be nasty, yo. Like, murder the track. No, I get it. I definitely, we definitely want that for him sometimes. And, you know, and I feel like maybe his concept albums are more for his core fans. Because there's a lot of people that feel the way you do. Then drop that shit for them. Yeah. Well, he did, motherfucker. He did. We appreciate it. Do a double disc. People still do that? Yeah. (laughs) No, he's dropping a deluxe. He attempted that, though. That's how you know. uh, With False Prophets and what was the other shit before uh, For Your Eyes came out. He would drop some shit just to feed the masses, but then drop some other shit for his fans. He's dropping a deluxe to this. It's coming out in a few weeks. Yeah. So we we gonna see. We gonna see. Yeah, but just like you know, I love four four four, but I don't. Did I say three four? Is that four four? You said four four four. You drunk? Okay, I did it right. (laughs) But yo, I don't think that Jay Z could drop another similar album to this. At least not back to back. No. Like I think this has to be one and done. Yeah, even as a Jay Z fan, I think people was like, okay, like people. A lot of people's favorite song was the one with Bob Marley. Because it wasn't about love and all that shit. So, are you saying that J. Cole has dropped a similar album to this? Because I would disagree with you there. I think it's a similar sound. I would disagree with you there as well. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the sound is completely different from his other albums. I, and, I mean, I think I think when you, when you dive into this album, it is a lot of things that he is talking about. It's like... I mean, if you want to think of it as entendres or top of entendres, that's what it is, right? Because the blow, blow. While, while he's duck, talking about while he's girl. talking about himself, he's talking about his interactions with other people, as well as talking about sitting in his range, you know, looking the, at people. But the thing as is, well you know, as I'm, t- I'm not doubting his flow, his skill set, his brilliance. None of that. I'm talking about going to the next level because I feel like you can go to the next level without selling your soul. Like, I think that he's reached that level. Like, because even like, you know, non-J. Cole fans, they want to look at, they want to understand why do you guys love him so much? Or yeah. like, they've heard glimpses and like, oh, you know, I, I was kind of feeling that. Like, they want to fall in love. Like, yeah. yo, do it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, so, like, he gained a lot of new fans on uh, Forest Hill Drive. Right. right. You know what I mean? And so people, I think... Like I said, he he puts together these concept albums, and that's for his core fans. So has 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 Kendrick done that? What done what? Gone to the next level, right? I mean, because well, I, 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 I mean, think I think the comparison here is Kendrick, right? So has Kendrick been here and remained here, or has he gone to the I, next I think, level? I think and I, I think speak for myself. I wasn't been increased. I, I I was a Kendrick like fan, so I'll speak to that. And what I will say was, I think Kendrick has a great team. And they know how to put together a fucking album. What? When did you become a Kendrick fan? Yeah. No, I've been what? I've been a Kendrick fan Since for a while. To Pimper Butterfly. Yeah, yeah. to okay. Pimper Butterfly. Okay. So I was been a Kendrick. Yeah, I was All sold right. on to Pimper Butterfly. I think that that album that they put together there was like one of the best albums I've ever heard in my life. To be honest with you. Yo, but what's that one song you were talking about? Stretch marks and shit. 
that's on the new one. Damn. Right. So yeah. like, I feel like that was a commercial uh-huh. song, but yeah. with the message. I think that J Cole can do that. Though. I feel. I feel like, and I feel like Kendrick I, fails at his does messages. He, does he do that? Mm-hmm. So his commercial songs. Kod. It's on the top yep. one hundred right now. Mm. No, it's on the top twenty right now. I don't know. Right, it might. But here's but here's the difference, right? Uh, J Cole also drops. He's gonna get a Grammy without, without no. promoting, without promoting, right? Kendrick does promote, yeah. and they promote heavy too. I, I ain't gonna lie, yo. People are on Kendrick's dick. They I, are. I, I they think, are. I think they insinuate what his it's album is straight. and what it's supposed to be. When I, it's not really that, I would agree with that too. Yeah, no, yeah, that's true. I mean, to Pimper Butterfly was fly as fuck. That's when it started to happen. I mean, yeah, I agree. Like I said, he has a great team. He has a great fucking team, and that's what it comes down to. But um, anyway, enough of J Cole. Uh, you know, his album is dope. You know, if you get a chance to listen to it, you know, really sit down and settle in and and let, enjoy the music. Let us know what y'all think. Yeah, most definitely. So, is anybody here going to a Waffle House anytime soon? <laughs> I think we went to Waffle House one time. And I'm gonna let you know. I'm, I'm yeah, fucking going. <laughs> I told you I'm going to Atlanta this weekend. So. You go to Waffle House? Oh, you going? Oh, fuck I'm, that. I'm that bitch, yeah. Fuck I, that. I, I, can, I, can, I can make Waffle House in my house. <laughs> in my mama house. Yo, fuck it all that. Soggy ass. In one waffles, week, yeah. these niggas have seen murder and uh, some type of situation going on with uh, race. I'm not going to the Waffle House. I'm yo. gonna leave my car running. You. <laughs> <laughs> Nah. Yeah, so I mean, did you guys hear? You know, obviously we know about the hero and you know the guy that came up there shooting motherfuckers. But have you guys heard about what happened re- most recently with the Waffle House? I, I saw that video. It was very, very disturbing. I I haven't heard about it, and it could have been because I was in Jamaica. So y'all need to. Oh, so he just he just gonna flex on niggas. He was in Jamaica. Okay. I was in Jamaica getting my tan on. Yeah. So so my thing with this story is I'm a bit confused, right? So I was listening to the radio station. Um, Ricky Smiley show when I was going to work the other day and there was a guy I think it might have been her lawyer or something and he was talking about how the issues stem from utensils Um, apparently black people don't like to use metal utensils so they ask for plastic utensils I have seen you know African Americans put spoons and forks and knives inside hot water as to clean it but anyway that's a story for another day so uh, pretty much when they were asking for utensils, um, I guess the waiter said there's a 50 cents charge. And from there, everything just escalated. And she wanted to, the, the girl, young lady, what's her name? I'm, uh, Ike, can you cue that up for us? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she asked to see a manager because she, I guess she was appalled that they had to pay 50 cents for utensils. And when they came back, they came back with police. Yo, like, is that even a thing? I've never even heard of that. Yeah, I, I've heard of uh, what well, you no asked. happening to pay extra for your no. Chances. I've never heard of that. <laughs> they make you pay extra what? for condiments every now and then. So. That's not a condiment, though. <laughs> you know what? It must be a franchise waffle house. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I mean, nonetheless. So from what she's saying, her mom is saying that side of the story is it escalated because of utensils, and the police officers didn't even ask her what was going on. Just you know, started to kind of like drag her out. So I was like, damn, that's fucked up. That's crazy. But then when I read an article today from the Washington Post, they said, and witnesses said, that she came in there with another lady and a man, and they had alcohol, and had already told them no alcohol allowed. They came in anyway. They were belligerent. They were drunk. 
They were cursing. And the issue became when they went back and forth about something and the young lady said, I'm going to shoot this motherfucker up. Not in those exact words, but she pretty much insinuated, I can come back tomorrow and kill y'all niggas. So they called the police. After the shit that went down. You know, witnesses also said. It was also some black folks as witnesses that said they were, they, they smelt like they had alcohol in their voice. I mean, in their breath. Did they attest to her saying that she's going to shoot the motherfucker? Um, I mean, because all I can talk about is what I saw in the video. Right. They didn't seem drunk to me. Right. They really didn't. They obviously um, knew enough to record what was going on. They obviously knew enough to know that this was wrong. Right. They obviously knew enough to speak on what was happening so that they could tell their story. So, I don't know. But the thing is, the reason why I'm not going to Waffle House. But the joke was that I'm going to Atlanta. I'm going to have a good time. I'm going to party. And that's what you do after you party. Yeah, you go to Waffle House. Everybody goes into that motherfucker lit at nighttime. Like, were they more drunk than anyone else that walks in that motherfucker? That's true. Where were they? Were they in Atlanta? I don't know. No, they were in Alabama. Yo, because nobody just voluntarily eats Waffle House. (laughs) (laughs) Some niggas might, yeah. No, man. I don't know. I mean, it's it's crazy, yo, because here's my thing. This comes down to another communication issue. It's kind of like, yo, I know, right? We, you know, we downtown. This is what happens. My fucking uh, helicopters fly through, seeing what's going on. Anyway, um, the police say one thing. You know, the the um, owner of the the establishment says one thing, and then the victims say another thing. It, it, it's it's crazy to me that these things come down to some type of communication. Now, I would ask you guys, the way she reacted versus the way the, the black men reacted at Starbucks. Does that determine how people are going to react towards you? Because, you know, they're saying that they were a little bit irate based off of... Yeah, this is how I feel. If you are a police officer, you have to assume that your job is dangerous. You know your job is dangerous. That's just a part of your job responsibility. If that's too much for you, then you should be a police officer. Absolutely. You know, I don't feel like they... No matter who he said, she said in that Waffle House... Nothing, you know, you know, uh, should uh, have allowed them to do what they did. No, I agree. I mean, yeah, nothing warrants that. Nothing warrants that. And like what I saw in the video, like, (laughs) yo, her boob was popping out. I'm going to break your arm. Break my arm. Why? Because I'm drunk. Right. You can apprehend somebody, but But, not like that. But why does she need her arm? This this only happens to black people. Yeah. That's the other issue. That's true. Why do you want to break my arm? Even, even, um, I think she said... You're choking me. Right. And we all know how that is now. Like, nobody... like, yeah. you, And he knew he was on camera, too. He yeah. didn't give two fucks. Yeah. From the article I read, another police officer had to tell him to chill out with the choking. Like, come on, yo. Like, you yeah. just... Yeah, regardless of, you know, the, the situation at Starbucks, actually, the other, you know, while it was unfortunate and it should have never happened, yes, it ended better for than what we've seen for uh, black people. Why is that? Because it's in Philadelphia. No. Well, you could say that. No. I know what Ice is going to say. Because because the police officers had better training? No. <laughs> yeah, you could say that too. But he's going to say were, because the young men did not overreact. They, they were very, They were calm and collective. Um, I don't... I don't I, I, Regardless I, of... I, the I, reason why these cops are getting away with this that's shit is because... Right. I think there's somewhere in their bylaws that says once they don't comply... 
So once do what you gotta well, do. Well, so it's not they. Once black people don't comply, I don't know nothing about because because I just watched a video the other day. Every situation, no, different. but every situation is different when you're black or when you're white. I mean, let's be real. I'm only gonna speak about what I see, and we don't see white people. This happening to white I've people. Seen white people get shot. I haven't. Nor, ha- nor have the, I seen. And, and that's so, the difference. So here's the thing. But here's the also thing I haven't seen. I haven't seen white people not comply, and 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 nothing happens to them. And I haven't seen black people. Um, not comply and nothing happens to them. So my point of the matter is, while you, that may be true, they comply, right? Only black people need to comply. Everybody else can do what the fuck they want and say what they want what and I'm react saying. how they want, and nothing happens. The two but what I think we do see is this situation only happens to black people. Now I'm not saying. Well, let me not say that. What we see in the media is that this situation only, only happens, happens to black, to black people. people. Yeah, that's right? true. But I think if we statistically look at it, it'll prove that it happens more to black people at a higher rate to black people yeah. than Man. anyone else. And and, and, and it is not to say. And so to me, that is a judgment being made by the police officer. Like you said, you know, your job is dangerous. If you, if, that, you, yep. if you either fuck fear that. in your job or you fear a different, a different race or whatever it may be. Religion, culture, in your job, then yes, you shouldn't do it. Listen, that is it bullshit. How is a man out... with a fucking gun scared of another man without a gun? That is bullshit. It is bullshit. It's fucking bullshit. You have a fucking gun. Anybody with a gun, the person without the gun is going to be scared. Yeah, you have a gun. Ten times out of ten. You have a partner. You have backup. Right. Yo, well, these are two women. That's, that's Yo, a cop out. We need to start holding niggas I, accountable. I, I don't see how she out. did not comply. I mean, and she was don't, speaking. And they don't she hold wasn't, people She wasn't fighting. She doesn't deserve her arm broken. You know, like, you know I, what else is bullshit? When, when white people say, you're being racist towards me. It's all bullshit, yo. Like, we need to... <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I just saw. I let just me just saw it. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, regardless of uh, what they did, you it's, know, it's as, a, as a police officer, you got to know how to handle the situation. And too many times, what we see is that police officers use more force on black people, Absolutely. more force on black women, than they do any other race. Plain it's, and it's, simple. It's, it's Plain disrespectful. And simple. Yo, and they're obviously not trying to hide it either. They no, nothing, it gives they, no fuck. Yo, because they're not being held accountable at all. No. They got the cameras on. They still doing this shit with the fucking these exactly bullshit ass cameras. It's like the talk was get the camera, get the. They got the camera and they still don't give a fuck. Because they look in the camera and say, "You it, see me, what nigga." Is it paid administrative or, or, they, or something? Or they turn the volume off so you can't hear right. what they're saying, right? Like, I mean, but we just we saw it with the Waffle House situation, but we just saw it, you brought it up with the football player who who they they choked and he passed that, out. That shit, after I almost he said, cried, I can't yo. breathe. I almost fucking cried because I, I knew he was. I know that look. He was fucking. Ter- he thought he was gonna die at that point. If a nigga choke you out to the point that you pass out and you can't do nothing about it. No. So you know, once again, it and here's the thing: if it's happening to white people, show me the video. That way, I won't consistently say it doesn't happen to white people. Only has to help but we're black not people. seeing it, right? But on top of that, you know, speak out as well because this shouldn't be happening at all. I mean, like you said, there's no accountability when these things happen. So of course, it's going to continue to happen. Listen, it's not happening to white people. We have proof when those when white people go up into buildings and they shoot up motherfuckers. They take them to fucking McDonald's before they go to jail, okay? When white people shoot up, yo, they they walk them out. They, yeah, they place them gently. That's in all the, the proof car. you need, right there. Like these niggas walk yo, out. Yeah, we are gonna be on the ground. 
Like beat the, hand, the yo the football player said he lost two of his teeth, and it was all because they thought his cell phone was a gun. Like that's another cop out. You're trained. This is what you do for a living, and you tell me you can't tell the difference between a fucking gun and a cell phone in the daytime. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, so. it's bullshit. It's all bullshit, and it's unfortunate because nobody's gonna hold them accountable. And, and you know, honestly, that is my issue with this whole system yeah, that we talk a, about. Right, they're uh, they're a fraternity. Like even the black commissioner in Philadelphia, he said that the cops did nothing wrong. Right. Well, uh, when they arrested the yeah. gentleman in Starbucks, right, yeah. I mean, he later on came back and, and apologized, but that's after. Did he? Did he? Apologize? Yeah, after being scrutinized. Yeah, of course, he don't want to lose his job. It's tragic. I mean, it's, it's it, it is a it's becoming frustrating because when I saw the black man, because because honestly I didn't see I didn't see the video with the the young lady and her breast come out right, so that's why I'm more passionate about the black man because I saw that video and I don't like to watch these videos because they fuck me up, and when I saw that I just started thinking about my son and my family. I'm like, yo, what am I going to do if these police officers kill one of my family members because them niggas feared their life. Yeah, it's it's a bad situation, and uh, frankly, it's it's it needs to be dealt with. I mean, it's just it's just a bad situation all all the way around. And I I don't I don't know because, like I said, I only see I only see black people suffering from this. I only see black people speaking up against us. And even with the two black men that got arrested in uh, Starbucks while it was peaceful, they still got arrested, and they should have never been. So at all, they shouldn't be going through none of that shit. And, and and they lost out on money because they were I think they were like real estate agents or something or they were making a real estate business and they got arrested. Can you imagine if now the person that they were going to partner with says, "Nah, y'all y'all criminals. I don't want to fuck with you." And now he going he he in that industry telling other people about these two men who got locked up. Well, that's the thing is we just said people aren't speaking up. That gentleman that they were partnering with yeah. was white. He came out and said, "I do this all the time. Okay. People come here all the time to see me. These men did nothing wrong." The white people in the shop also attest to that. Yeah. Um, you know, the thing is, I think people are speaking out. I mean, the thing is, they're probably mostly perceived as Hollywood liberals and yeah. black and, people. And that's and, unfortunate. Because, um, you know, Ellen just came out recently. And yeah, so, I heard about that. And yeah. she has a platform, but it, it, it's tragic. The thing is, I don't know, man. No, it, listen, it's scary. At the point where I'm at now with a family, my family's growing and stuff like that. It's scary, yo, because you... We can't control this. Yeah, but to feel like it's it's weird because I feel like in America we kind of feel like we can do almost anything, but I feel like all of us feel like there's a roadblock to dealing with the police system. Like everyone's like, but you know, it's not just the police system, the judicial system as well. Exactly, because we could talk about the whole Bill Cosby. Because like for whatever, for whatever reason, those are like the two sacred cows where like people feel like they can't do anything about it. Yeah. Because, you know, the prosecutors, they don't give a fuck about the truth. They're just trying to get another notch off their belt with a win. Like, you know. I, I, like I said, it, it's unfortunate. And it, it's, it's to me, it's scary times because you just don't know, you know, how things are going to go. And until we can hold police officers accountable and stop thinking this is a fraternity, just because you rat out one bad police officer doesn't mean the whole uh, police system is corrupt. But you have to do that. You got to weed those niggas out, yo. And I don't understand why they don't do that. It's unfortunate. But anyway, <laughs> is it time for... Do we got BS today? 
I want to end on some BS. This that, that that shit was a little heavy for me. Any BS? What the fuck is that? Well, you know, we we have a segment where we talk about some, some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so say Brian, since we got you in the house, we can use you for a little bit of bullshit. You know, you you've been here before. I think we've asked you a few questions about, um, you know, what you do. I would ask you, how do you determine? Oh, actually, you want to do the the BS thing? <laughs> That's so weak. Boom, 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 boom. You can tell it was Friday. Oh, that's the radio joint? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, this is the BS segment. Yeah, so, I actually, I, I don't know what you're going to say, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I got a good one, too, for, okay. for St. Brian. Okay. All right. Based off of uh, a recent post that we put up. <laughs> oh, okay. You know what post I'm talking about. The, uh, uh, who, who gets... Uh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, who gets more um, play? What was the post? Who gets more? Who gets more play in the industry? Uh, a DJ, a photographer, uh, a promoter, or, or a local weed man? Or and, photographer? Oh, you said that already. He said, yeah, he said photographer, yeah. right? And uh, you know, yeah, you 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 kind of in the industry, man. <laughs> so, uh, how much play you get? <laughs> man, um. I mean, I would have to agree with that. Obviously, they all get a lot of play. I get some play in what I do. Yeah, but so we would call him a photographer, right? That's what he would be as a photographer. Right. Right. So, because... Yo, the other thing, too, is women love being in front of camera. That's what I was trying to tell these niggas, yo. Like, you know, like... I was telling y'all. Like, for example, like, women love being in the club. Right. But I think even more so than that, they love being in front of a camera. Yeah, when you take their fucking picture. Yeah, I mean, they, they love that they, shit. They, they love seeing themselves looking Absolutely. at the picture. They love seeing people's likes and feedback, right. how people receive them. And you know, what I find out is um, some people may be reluctant to shoot for the first time. But what I find out is they love it. Like they like yo SB. When can we meet again? When Let me know how again? many likes I get. Let me know how many likes I, be, I get. I be wanting to ask you that. Yeah, they, <laughs> they be asking like, how many. Like, damn, yo, I ain't get a lot of likes on that. Let's they they love it. They be like, you know, I want to try this. It's just funny too. Is like because when I do the first shoot, I'm usually kind of directing every single pose, right? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Then like by the next time, like they even came with their own little. I want to show this one up. Like this and that. Like, and all right, chill out, motherfucker. Like, this is my show. Came with a new tattoo. <laughs> like, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Just hitting new poses. I'm right. Like, don't do that. Because... <laughs> so how do you how do you choose your models? Is it is it like all right? They gotta have this set criteria, or it's just based off of what you like and what you think others will like. That's a good question. Like usually, um, I mean, obviously, I have some bias. Like usually, um, I look at someone else that has like a huge platform on their personal page, and I'd be like, "Oh wow, this would be a great opportunity to connect with them, and like link with like their friends because they're also potential models." Right. Like, so like this whole thing, I think works best based off of referrals. Like people not knowing, I mean, knowing that you're not a creep, um, uh, some working with someone that you can trust, someone that's like professional. We, d- we definitely got to have you back in here with maybe one of your models one of these days, and we just, you know, uh, ask you guys a few questions and kind of go that'd from there. That would be dope, yo. Maybe yeah. like one or two. Like, I think it would be cool or to three. have. Um, or four. Yeah, like one that's um, kind of doing this for a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then one that's kind of like new to it. Right. Yeah, we'll set that up. So, real quick before, can I ask one more question? <laughs> go can, ahead. Can go you ahead. Uh, tell us uh, who, who your favorite?
No, 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 don't do that. <laughs> yo, but you know what's funny about that, yo, is um, I don't know. Like, I feel like what we do, like, there really is like the kind of the flavor of the month. Like, I could work with somebody like several different times, but for whatever reason, like this particular time, I was like, damn, like this polish is working for you, like yeah. these these shoes are hitting for you. So, like, no, I'm not gonna answer that question. Yeah, <laughs> but um, you know, I, I have a lot of fits. All right, well. We appreciate you coming down and yeah, you know holding it down for OG. Yeah, definitely. Um, I hope you guys listening enjoyed the podcast today. I think we had some dope uh, topics this time around, and like always, we we always appreciate the love y'all give us. Yep, keep keep spreading the word. Keep coming back. Definitely. Keep definitely. re-listening to episodes. And we, we definitely gonna have Saint Brian back again. Send us topics that you want to discuss. Appreciate. Send it. us shout outs too. And this is the EBS Podcast, and we out. Holla.